times are strange Here I come but I ain't the same Mama I'm coming home Times gone by It seems to be You could have been a better friend to me Mama I'm coming home The Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Oh, that music. That music can only mean one thing. From beautiful downtown Charleston, South Carolina. Look at it right between the Ashley and the Cooper River. This is The Local Bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you've decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we are incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found over on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia. You can find us on the great radio station, KKTY. We're excited to be back on the airways out west with you guys. It's so nice. If you want to be a part of the show, you can send emails Questions, comments, concerns, chad at localbarmedia.com. Yes, I'm on location this week. We are, um, we've are we done an episode of Welding of the Family, and we basically did it over the telephone. The sound was crazy. I, I kind of dug it. I actually had set up everything here in my hotel room for the podcast, but my microphones will not connect to the computer. So I'm having to use my my on-the-road interview device to do this whole thing, which is fine. It just means a lot of editing and a lot of uh, dragging and dropping for your boy Chad here, which means, yes, I will continue to be hardest-working man in podcasting. <laughs> this week, I wanted to revisit something. If you're, if you're new to the show, you may not know about a, a kerfuffle that happened. And... I didn't want to bring it up because I'm, I'm not really looking to, to give any more life to it than I want it, want it to have. Um, you you got to understand, I, I've wanted to talk about this and um, get into some discussions about it. But the thing I didn't ever want to do was do, I don't know, maybe exactly what we talk about in this interview. It was, it was, a, it was. It was a strange time to watch something that, yeah, I, I went through, but really more than that, 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 that my friends went through, um, Brian and, and, and Don, and especially with what Don did and how he handled it and how, how great it was. At the same time, um, while we, we, we did point it out, it wasn't something that I, I wanted to get any bigger than I felt like it should. And we'll discuss that here uh, a little bit in the interview. I, I, I want to say this up front, though. I know there are a lot of you that don't know what I'm talking about. And so at the risk of, of me <laughs> leaving, you, um, leaving you kind of in the dark, I, I want you to know that um, there is a show you can go back and listen to. It, it happened June 12th of last year. God, it's been over a year. It's episode 82 of The Local Bar. Um, and you can tell by the, the title of the show, um, it's called An Order of Racism from the Public House. There was an incident that happened after we were at a show one night, and um, Don didn't really confront a guy, uh, but he told him that uh, what he said was not the right thing to say. It was a, it was a racist comment. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um it was a not only that, just it was it was incredibly offensive. Not not the fact that it was racist towards Don. Don't get me wrong, um, the guy happens to be white, but um, it was offensive to to all of us and especially to Don that the guy would have thought that Don would have been okay with it. And I talked about it on that podcast, um, but. A week later, Don wrote a Facebook post about it and explained what happened and said that he didn't like it and basically said that he was kind of calling the guy out on it. He was just making a point that he wasn't going to stand idly by why someone 
not only said something that was racist, uh, but was offensive to to you know the, the to our culture, to our society. That you would think it would be okay to make a statement like that. And I think if I'm if I'm being really kind of if I'm opening up the kimono here, being quite frank with you, um, I think a lot of it was the fact that Don um, struggled with the fact that the guy would have thought that Don would have been okay with it. And the guys in the band would have been okay with it. As a matter of fact, an African-American was playing sax in our band at the time, which which ironically had at one time worked for this guy in the kitchen. It's just, it's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. So there's something about it, though, that the band never wanted to get into. Um, and the reasons why we didn't want to make it bigger. And, and I, I, you know, I said my piece with it on that show. And Don said his piece in his Facebook post, and then we then we left it at that. And there were a couple of interviews that Don did, and a, and a couple of times it was brought back up. But it, it wasn't that anybody shied away from it. It was really a fact of, okay, here's what we have to say, and then we moved on. I've never talked to Don about that, and, and I want you to understand what I mean when I say that. I'm not talking about on the show. I've never talked with Don about that personally. We've never sat down as friends and, and had a couple beers and talked about that moment. As a matter of fact, the only communication that I ever had was Don sending me something right before he wrote that Facebook post saying, hey, I, I think I'm going to write a post about it. I don't know if people are going to have a problem with this or not. I just wanted you to know. And I told him, let him come. I'm on the right side of this argument. I've got no problem with that. And that was the only correspondence we have ever had about this. To let you know how big it got, I mean, the post went all over the place. Not just in South Carolina. George Takei uh, even grabbed it and commented on it on his website. And I think on a podcast one day. It, it's, it, but there was the, the band wasn't going to get that and slap that across the, the page of the, of the website. As a matter of fact, if you go to our website, you won't see anything about it. But with it being a year later, I thought that that time period would at least prove that this wasn't anything that we wanted to use as any kind of notoriety. As a matter of fact, um, even though Don is on the show talking about it, I didn't want to make it a band thing. We're not using the end of this to promote anything else. It is simply something that I wanted to revisit a year later and see what his feelings were and see how he felt about it and where he, where you know, kind of where he is. I'll actually say that I'm surprised at what I saw in this interview. And it was really interesting to talk to him about it. Because after you do something like that and you stand up for what's right, there's always a lot of other things that go with that. But he said a couple of things in this interview that I really am glad he shared. More on that in a moment. I do want to, if I'm going to promote anybody, <laughs> I want to let you know. We had this interview in Charleston at the Rusty Bull Brewery. It is a really cool place. Uh, we did not eat there, but I will tell you their food looked great. The beer was fantastic. Uh, we had quite a few of them, as you can probably tell in the interview. And uh, they actually have an, an axe-throwing place that's connected to it. It's part of the brewery now. I don't know how I feel about drinking and throwing axes. I still have not done it. Ran into one of my wife's good friends last night. Uh, and uh, it was... Uh, <laughs> she came back with all... Uh, fingers and toes, it seemed, after she went and did it. Uh, it looks like everybody had a blast there. If you have not been to the Rusty Bull, it's up there by the Tanger Outlets in uh, in, in Charleston. It is a it is a fantastic place. Uh, one of my good friends, uh, she and her husband owned that place, uh, and it was uh, it was nice to run into Leslie and her husband. And uh, great to great to relive those CCYM days, and uh, always good to see her and her her beautiful family that she has there. So anyway, without further ado, here's my interview with Dan Merble, <laughs> as we affectionately call him, and I will uh, talk to you on the other side of the break.
If I could fight like you and be a champion I could hang my hat darling out in the hallway If I could fight like you I could do anything And I could walk away like a machine Well, nobody believes that. <laughs> With me this week is the, as I just introduced him a few minutes ago, the infamous, which means you're more than famous. More than famous. I've seen Three Amigos. I know this. One of the best, one of the best <laughs> movies. I don't care what anybody says. With me this week is the return of the infamous Dan Merble, also known as Don Merkel, back to the, uh, back to the show. Dan, Don, how are you? I'm great, Chad. I love this impromptu interview we're having now. Well, this is be a, I've, be I've started something new. It's going to be amazing. Called pop-up interviews. I'm, yes. just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so uh, we're, we're back here tonight. We played here. We're at the Rusty Bull Brewery in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. We played here a year ago. A year ago? Yep. Oh, yeah, just a little over a year ago. Yep. Um, it was a different show. We were here for a trivia night. Yep. And... Um, it was just me, you, Jason, and Chris. If Chris, I and Chris. remember correctly, on a weekend. Yeah. Or was it Thursday? Close to a weekend. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It was. It was. Anyway, yeah. It, it, it's what it was. Might have been. And um, we, so we played, <laughs> and then there was trivia, and then we played again. Which I don't know why we haven't instituted that in every show that we've done. Like why, why not have trivia everywhere? Well, we go? I don't have control over that, but that's a great idea. Maybe you should be in charge of the trivia portion of the show. I uh, hear they have a Harry Potter trivia, so maybe we can uh, incorporate Harry Potter into it. I think um, I think one of the most beautiful things about what you do is how you delegate responsibility. I will remind you that you gave the calendar responsibility to our basis, and I will ask you how is that going for you. Well, two things. Number one, I like how you refer to it as beautiful. I like that too. Uh, and you know, calendar responsibilities to uh, the bass player have not gone well. Um, they've been contentious. But I think we have come out the other side to some sort of understanding that a calendar is a thing with dates on it that have <laughs> things upon those dates that we adhere to at some point on those dates. Well, you've, so. been, in, you've been in eight bands with them, so I figured you'd, you'd, you'd know right. by now, but right, whatever, right. whatever, whatever. It's uh, like, like everything is an evolution, and evol- right. everything evolves, sometimes backwards, sometimes forwards. I don't know. So, so I don't know how evolution works. <laughs> I don't either. I, did we find the missing link? I don't know. Is I, that really a thing? I, I don't know. I barely have a college degree. Evolution <laughs> works. Bigfoot's part of that, right? So um, last hey, time—that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I have a lot to say on Bigfoot, but all right, we can we can continue on this. Oh, the last time you were on the show, it was around the time you released the Lincoln Ray album, the album that was uh, written about your grandfather. And the Korean War is uh, not just about that, but even just your family, how, how your grandmother was at that time. It's really cool songs. The album did very well. I'm curious, did it do better than you thought it would do? Um, it was better received, I thought it would be, for sure. Yeah, like, I don't know, I don't even about, about better. But no, it, it did It did well enough. Wait, like I people were burning it outside of churches? What do you mean by better well, received? Well, yeah, like people were, people were like, you know, scooping it up. But those who did really enjoyed it, and I got a lot of great, I got a great response for it. Yeah, it was cool. It was awesome. I'm glad I did it. Uh, I think everything that I wanted to have happen with it happened. So, yeah, I feel great about it. Yeah. Um, that, that, that album was kind of a step away from what you were doing with the band at that time. You had a couple other people fill in. It was kind of a neat thing to do. And then... That was about the time that I came in with the Blacksmiths. We had a couple of other folks in the band. The band's changed a, a little bit since then. Can you talk a little bit about where the band is now, kind of what you've got going on with it, where, where you see it going? Is, uh, that, is that a tough question? I don't know. I don't know. It is a tough question. <laughs> I think you know it's a tough question. <laughs> That's why I asked it. <laughs> uh, the, the band is always an evolving thing. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, you know, the thing about writing music is, you know, you have your own perspective and the things that you're trying to uh, say and get out there. And not everybody is always involved, but everybody wants to play. So I don't know. I guess the, the answer is I don't know. Everybody who's playing now seems to want to play, and that's awesome. And we're going to play as many shows as we can. But I have my own 
priorities when it comes to how I want my music to be perceived, and I'm going to keep going on that path, and hopefully everyone will come along with me. And uh, if they do, fantastic, because I love playing with a band. And you guys are amazing. I love playing with you guys. Um, but I, don't, I know this from playing in a lot of bands over the years and playing for a long time. Not everybody has the same priorities, and eventually sometimes those priorities don't match and then you have to make changes which is what we did you know several times but ultimately i would like everybody to keep playing and keep going on the same path that we're doing uh, but if nobody wants to or if somebody doesn't want to that's okay too we'll just move on in a different way but i have i have definite uh, ideas of where to go and and what i want to do and hopefully we're all on the same page and we'll just keep on moving when you talk about people's mentality towards the band, and you talk about, like, I know what you're getting into, and you can talk about commitment to the band, but a lot of times, I think, and that's a discussion that, that, that I think people that are in bands and in music have all the time. I'm not talking about that. One of the things that I think a lot of artists look for, though, are people that really enjoy their kind of music, because there's a lot of musicians out there that want to play. And they want to do something with it. But there's something about when you're a singer-songwriter. I mean, I, I'm taking liberties here. You tell me if I'm right or wrong. When you're a singer-songwriter, when you write such great songs, you want people that want to play your music as well. And you want you, you want someone that's bought into that. Through the years, is that something that's been hard to do? Or has it been easier than what most people think? Does it depend on what day it is? <laughs> it, it, I mean, yeah, sure it does. Um, I don't know. I don't know how other people do it. Um, I know I have a voice that I want to uh, put forward, um, and that's what I want to do. And so, luckily, so far, other people have been on board with that same voice, at the very least, wanting to follow that same voice, and that's, that's been a cool thing. Um, all I know is I have a drive to do what I want to, what the thing that I want to say, the things that I want to do, and I'm lucky enough to have people who want to do that as well, and at least see some sort of uh, value in the things that I'm talking about, the things that I'm writing about, and are willing to at least uh, be along for the ride for as long as they can. The whole thing about what you want to say as a musician, I think. Um, is important it's got to be you know a lot of people can write songs because they want them to be popular you, you write a song because it's an outlet for you and something that you want to say and um, it's not because you're wanting somebody to go along with it but it, it's a, it's an idea that you're you're wanting to express and I think that's what's amazing about your music I want to talk to you about that thing that you and I don't ever talk about when I ask you about this, you and I have not talked about this. You promised we would not talk about and this. I, I'm going to ask about that. It's been a year. We are legally bound to not talk about whatever. Is it is a year? Is it two years? I don't know how long it's been S since since the moment you got on Facebook and you made a statement against oh, the place in Columbia. What the hell did you think I was talking about? I was about the other thing that we can't talk about. Well, we're not going to talk legally. about that one. We're legally bound not to talk about that. I can't do that. That's out there. Even George uh, Guy knows about it. So right. He, right. There was so a, we're good. There was a we're part good. about that. And one of the things is I actually had some people contact me when that happened. When, when you wrote the Facebook post that went viral and everybody found out about that thing and you called the guy out for, for saying the jerky thing that he did, which is essentially what it is in a not nutshell. The, the racist thing. Sure, yeah. however you want to look at it. The, the thing about it is that the band never tried to get any life off that because that's not what anybody's idea was. It was, no, we were put in a place, we, you were put in a, bad, in a bad situation, you called the guy out on it, Brian was there, I can't remember who else was there. And then me, you and Brian were there that me night. And Brian. Was Jason there too? Jason was there. No, he wasn't there. All right. Anyway, everything, everything went went the way that it did there were people that that, that that wrote me and said why didn't you make a bigger deal out of it and I remember thinking I was like was that is that if George Takai mentions it is that not a bigger yeah, deal I don't know how much bigger a deal it could have made. the thing was I think there were some people that thought well maybe this could be a voice for the band 
But that was never the reason why you wanted to do it in the first place. And I, I want to ask you a question. Did you get any of those emails and those messages too? And did you purposefully say, no, I, I, I'm not trying to make that what we're about. I've got another voice and that's what I want it to be. I'm not trying to find notoriety. I'm just a good guy doing the right thing in this situation. Even though we're viral, I don't want this to be what's popular for me. Or is there something else about that that kept you from ever speaking on that again? Uh, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I got... I got some emails, but I got mostly people just asking, or not saying, asking about telling me how things are going to go, and you guys are going to blow up now. Does that bother you? It made me very uncomfortable. Um, I grew up with this sort of old-fashioned notion that you do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, not because it's going to um, help you in some way. And so it made me very uncomfortable when people uh, insinuated that this would somehow be a boon for me in my career. And so other than, you know, I did a couple of interviews about it, I felt like the message was well received. To do any more might play into the idea that maybe that's what I was up to and I didn't like that at all so no I, I didn't want that to be a part of the conversation as far as my music goes I mean keep making conversation as far as the actual issue goes 100% but no not at all I don't want it to be part of the conversation that you know for some reason I was doing it saying speaking up because it somehow helped me in some way when you know I, I, I've looked back on your history and the folks that we have in common as friends and, and I've heard yeah American Gun was a great band the, the Bare Knuckle Champions is a great you, you've had some really good bands mm-hmm. like does Johnny from what Shelly has told me before just as we've sat down and just had one of those nights we're drinking and talking was a band that that, that really was on the cusp of almost making it you you've been a, you've been close. a part of things before, and you've 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 surfed the wave close enough to where you've seen opportunity, and you've seen other people because you've dealt with managers. I mean, you famously what did you do? Fire the manager for the Avett Brothers I right did. before he decided to take the Avett Brothers the way I did. You, you, you wonder why people think you yeah, know, like yeah. You're, yeah yeah yeah. That's a great jerk. story you keep bringing up. Yes, I, I talk about. I love to bring that one up. <laughs> Of course, that was before me, so I'm glad. It was, but still, it's a funny story. He comes back around. Let's just say yes this time. But um, at the same time, I think there's a part of, of, I'm sure you can go back and say, there were moments where you could have exploited something or gone down a path or maybe even changed what you've done. You, you, I, I've told people this a million times before. You, you're the best singer-songwriter I've ever come across. And, and, like, and I've known tons of musicians. We've got very incredibly good musicians like mutual friends between the two of us none of them are the singer songwriter that you are when it comes to that message when you look at that deal with the public house when you look at that idea of you you could be a little bit more if you just change this that idea of giving up that little bit of you bothers you doesn't it very much so yeah do you think that a lot of other people are that way, or do you think people are too scared at missing their opportunity, and and they don't know how it is to live with that kind of integrity? I have no idea. I mean, I'm asking you to speak for the world. <laughs> exactly. No, it's, it's, I just know how I feel. I mean, I don't know. Why, I mean, why is it important to you? I don't know. Maybe it's the way I was raised. Maybe it's because uh, it doesn't feel good to not gain success on your own terms as opposed to because you said or did something that you know had nothing to do with your art had more to do with some sort of uh, stance you took which I don't mind taking stances taking stances are great and I'm, I'm glad it did what it did and I'm glad it achieved the thing that it achieved but I wouldn't feel good if for whatever reason we got more gigs because of it. That wouldn't make me feel good at all. And that's you, just because, I don't know if it's a raise that way or it's because, maybe it's because of raise that way. 
you and I have grown up in a time though where you know, we saw cable TV come to fruition. I mean, you and I grew up with mm. uh, with uh, with uh, aluminum foil on the rabbit ears just to get a UHF channel. Like like, like we do that nowadays. People look for any and every opportunity on any kind of social media to make themselves more famous. Right. There are a lot of bands that have probably passed you by or a lot of people that have done that. Sure. I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to build you up here or anything like that. This is not some love fest for Don Merkel. Don't oh, get yeah. me wrong. I know you don't like me. I know no, I don't. It's not at all. It's all part of your ploy. So one of the, it's one of the it. most amazing things about that story is people don't realize how much you and I don't like each other. I know. It's, I it's know. phenomenal. I, know. I don't know why we're even here. I, I'm not quite sure either. It's only because you're paying, I think, by the well, way. I, I put all these beers on your car. Well. The thing, though, is is that I, I believe there's some kind of sincerity in the message that you have, and there's something about that that you believe you need to live that way as well. Do, do you think a lot of musicians have that? Because I do seem to come across quite a few of them, or is it just in our center of the world that is that way? I don't know. I think a lot of I think a lot do. I don't know. Like again, I can't speak for everybody. I know I couldn't live with it, and that's really all that matters. I mean. I couldn't live with it. Like, it bothers me. It bothers me that I may have gotten on the Jam Room Fest because of it. Do you think that? Is that something? You've never told me that. Is that something? Not necessarily. There was a write-up about it that mentioned it very... The entire write-up was almost about it. And so I don't know that was the case, but it made me feel uncomfortable. That was what they wanted to talk about. I don't know. It doesn't make me feel good. I don't want to get. I don't want. I want to achieve success. I want to achieve based on the merits, my own merits, not on because I called out. I mean, I'll call a racist asshole every every day of the week, but I don't want to make money off of it. I don't want to be successful off of it. I just yeah. want to call a racist asshole a racist asshole, and then, you know, and have whatever happens to that dude or person, you know, have that happen. Do you, do you have any regrets ever doing that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. One of the things that people don't know are the messages that I got a few of them. I'm sure you got a lot of them that were disappointing from the other side. How did that affect you? Don't tell me you just shrugged them off because I know that's a damn lie. Uh, well, I did. I got a few. Not as many as you would think. And nothing overt. Nothing like, I'm going to get you. I got a lot of, uh, how dare you, a lot of, uh, you'll get yours kind of stuff. Very kind of vague, you know, but nothing like, no, nothing specific. It's just a lot of like, you know, yeah, what's your, what's your problem? Right. Uh, again, I got a several, you'll get yours. That's very vague. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. But it wasn't nearly as much as you would think. I, I got 99% positive feedback, actually. Um, and a very small percentage of assholes like that who said, you know, I think one person said, how can you go against your race or something like that? But they weren't like, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, right. but they weren't, they weren't like, it wasn't a threat. It was just like a disappointment. Like you said, it's like yeah. disappointed, I'm disappointed in you for not being racist. Like, it was weird. It's a very weird thing. A lot of times I think when people um, stand up, there's a little bit of remorse because you suddenly get all this attention that you weren't really asking for. Mm -hmm. I don't think you were really asking for any of it anyway. No. Was there a part of you that were, you were like, you know what, I am great, I'm grateful that I have made a socially relevant statement and it's wonderful. Why, why don't these people hear it in my music? <laughs> like, was, there, was there a part of you that was kind of like, like I don't want this to be my big moment because I don't want it to take away from it. I, like, I'm not asking you to be like egocentric about it, but but I'm curious. Was there something that's like you know I talk about this in other branches? This little social media post that I have took off. I wish people would listen more to what I'm saying on other things as well. Yeah, I didn't think about it at the time. Excuse me, at the time, it just bothered me. The instance, the 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 thing bothered me. All I could think about was that. Um, in hindsight, yes, I would prefer people if they come to my website or come see the show. That it's because they like the music, as opposed to because I took 
you know, a stand on something. So I would prefer that. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. I, I get it. And I'll absolutely shake hands or whatever. Anybody who wants to say something, but ultimately, I would like people to come to see the show because they like the music. That's that's the point. That's the whole point. I mean, I was making music before this happened. I make music afterwards. That's the point of the thing. What you know, what happened is something I feel like it's it's like I feel like anybody should do. It's like the thing where like if someone is if someone is uh, in an, in a car accident and you're there, you help them out. Because you're there, you see it, you act. And so this thing happened to me. I saw it, I experienced it, and I acted. And I'm glad it made some sort of impact. And now I'm ready to just get, to keep doing the thing that I'm doing. And I hope people kind of like what I'm doing. I, I don't really want them to like it because of that. So I don't know. It's a little bit of a conflicting message. It's a little it was funny. I remember not long after it happened, we had a gig at Foxfield, and there was a lot of people there. Yeah. It was absolutely slam packed at Foxfield. Yeah. And you made notice at the end of the shows, like I think there's reasons why all yeah. of us here, and I appreciate a lot of the new folks that are here. But one of the things that we, I, I thought we got out of it was there were a lot of people having fun at the show. Yeah. And and so sure. that was really kind of cool. The next show we didn't have as many people, and nobody really made a mention of that. It was fine. I think everybody understood what that was. Mm. You and I have been working on getting gigs for the band. I want to ask you a question I've been wanting to ask you, but we weren't sitting in a brewery for hours before, so now I, I get the All bravery right. to do that. Here we go. You think we're getting cut out of places because of it? Cut out of places? Yeah, because there's some places that we haven't been able to get into. Do you think because of the rigmarole that came out of it that there's a side there that's cutting us out of getting hmm. into places? That's interesting. That, that actually never occurred to me. So the answer is no, only because that never occurred to me. Um, I guess I have to think about it a little more. My, my answer is, my immediate answer is no. Like, I don't, I don't think so. But I never really thought of it that way. You're, that's an interesting point you brought up. Is it something that you don't care about, you think? What do you mean? As in, if somebody doesn't want us to play there because of that, that sure. you'd rather not play there? Right, right. If I found out they didn't want us to play because of that, I would absolutely not care about it. Like, then that's I'll, obviously that's the place I don't want to play anyway. Because why? I mean, if they didn't care about it, yeah, then I wouldn't want to play there. So I don't know. But that, that never occurred to me. But you're right. If I found out that a place wouldn't book us because of that, I'd be okay with that. You've, you've written songs about a lot of really cool aspects of your life. You've written stuff that's not been about you, but a lot that's been about people that you know and, and what have you. Have you ever tooled around with a song about that? Yep. I've never heard it. <laughs> Am I never going to hear it? You might. Listen to the new album. <laughs> <laughs> the new album I hear we're going to keep yeah, doing, yeah. which keeps yeah, getting yeah. pushed I back. Is that what it is? I got a bunch of new songs. Yeah, yeah. I have a bunch of new songs that we haven't worked on and some of them do address that to a certain extent sure yeah all that kidding aside we um, we live in a world that seems to be more divided every single day yep. it seems like when people make a stand they're saying that you got to make a political stand when you made that stand it was obviously it had nothing to do with that it was really about just being a, the right guy in a place to make mention sure. of something right when you talked about it it was really just bringing light to something. It's like you're walking into a closet and turning on the light and watching all the bugs scatter and letting people make their own decision, but you just wanted to turn that light on. Absolutely. I'm curious. I haven't kept up with it because of the same reason. I thought that what you posted was it. That was the thing. I haven't gone back to the public house. I will say there have been a couple of people that have reached out to both of us and said, they said something to you. I, we had a mutual friend that reached out to me and said, would you say something on your show? Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, I certainly will if someone from there will tell right. me what's happened because right. I'm not going to go in and lead, like, lead credence to something if I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Do you think there'll be a day that you go back into the public house and have a beer? Like, is there... Because, because in all honesty, if it was one guy... It was there. 
if if you knew for sure, because the, the truth of the matter is, not that anybody's asking, but you and I don't know how he still gets paid if he's still involved or whatever it is. I didn't call for a boycott. You kind of did on your thing. It's the way that it is. That you were bringing attention to it. It's the way that it was. But neither one of us is walking back in there because we the way that we feel about it. We're not playing gigs there. I mean, not that anyone's asked us to, but yeah. nor should they even bother. But nothing against the other people that work there. Could you see yourself going back in there and having a beer if you found out that things were right? And I'm just curious, what would be right for you in that situation? Uh, the answer right now is no. And Is it because you haven't heard anything, or why? Other than supposedly getting... Now, through our mutual friend and through other people, I've learned that the, the, the offending party, the owner the racist owner who said all this stuff you know was bought out received a bunch of money I guess and he also owns several other places by the way I don't know anything about those but does he really I didn't know that yeah he owns the the Main Street Public House not not the, the King Street Public House and he owns yeah not but but not the Divine Street no, no, Public House not Divine those Street. people have been through enough Divine Street is fantastic <laughs> yeah, those people yeah, are fantastic yeah. please do not confuse that yes. I don't know how I got confused before but do not confuse Divine Street uh, he was a part owner, might still be a part owner of the King Street Public House and the. It's another one too, another public there's house. There's another one, okay. In like Folly yeah. uh, Beach or something. I don't know. Anyway, there's another public house who's supposedly a part over. But I don't like the way. Like, I'm not satisfied with the way they did things, right? They made a statement and they retracted that statement in the paper. Yeah. Uh, they never addressed any sort of. Uh, I don't know, retraining or... I don't know. I feel like they could have done something to say, hey, listen, we understand this This happened. This is a person who's a part of us, and this is what we're going to do to kind of uh, regain the confidence of the public that we're not this people. And they didn't. They just got... They supposedly get rid of somebody. My understanding is they just paid him a bunch of money to go away, but they never mentioned it again, and I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can not mention it again. I think you have to... Make amends in a way, like, you know, I don't know. You have, to, you have to own it. You have to own it enough to be okay again, you know. I don't know. And I don't think they did. I think they, they've, I think they hid behind it in a lot of ways. They, they eliminated him, but then they shut up. And I don't like it. Um. I get that's their policy, and it's not just their policy. Other people have done it too. I get that's how they do things. You, you, you don't talk about it; it goes away eventually because you know some other thing is going to take up uh, uh, the the front pages, you know. And, yeah. and, and and quite frankly, no one's talked about them again for a while. But no, I don't think I don't think they've done enough personally, and I won't go back. And that's just me personally. Um, I'm glad they got rid of that dude, but. I don't think they've totally owned it, I guess what I'm saying. A lot of people would say something to the effect of, well, have you not made a mistake before in your life? Have you never had to make a mistake sure. for that? Have you had to do that? Sure. What was that like for you to be able to do that? Well, first of all, you have to admit you made a mistake. And then you have to, you have to own it. It's like, all right, I made this mistake. This is who I am. I make mistakes. Um, I'm going to make up for it. But you also have to, like build your way back up you can't just like start back where you were when you made that mistake you have to build your way back up again you have to show people that you're not that person or 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 you still have you you, you your values like my values like if i make a mistake i still i've knocked myself if no one else knocks me out i'm gonna knock myself down and i gotta build myself back up to that point where i'm you know at the level i was before i made the mistake and so yeah it, I don't think it goes away just because you said, yeah, I made a mistake. You still have to make amends. Let me ask you this question. And it depends on the mistake, by the way. Right. I was going to say, because people can make a mistake, but but who judges what that is as far as the retribution is concerned? I mean, in this case... Don't get me wrong. In this case, I think we can all come to some kind of agreement. I get you. But people do make mistakes. People do say things. I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but your keyboardist has a really big mouth. They can say things every now and then to get somebody Many, many mistakes. As a matter of fact... We almost had a huge mistake in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in Asheville that wasn't your keyboardist, it was your guitar player. Something well, happened. Yes. All right. There's, but, a, different, there's a different mistake. <laughs> there's a different mistake. Way right. different mistakes. My, my, my point is, 
I, I, I completely agree with you, and I, I, don't, I don't think you're off base at all. But I'm just curious. There are those people that would probably look at the situation and just say, well, what's the, what's the guy supposed to do? And I, and I get where you're coming from, that there's at least got to be, it's, it's not like I'm judging that there's a, there are benchmarks, but there's some kind of work that you want to see rather than let me just cover this up. I think all of us don't like the let me cover this up and just live life the way that it was. I'd rather say, because we're guys that have messed up in our life and we say this is where it was and I own that and I'm moving forward. Now, I'm, I'm great with it and I think I've made retribution from it because of what I've done. You want to debate me on it, that's fine. I'm not coming down, down off of my, 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 my seat on it. But th this is where I am. When we live in such a world where so many people are divided in so many different ways, racism being one of them, and the problem we have with racism, it seems like right now in our country, like, and you were on the cusp before it got this way, is that there are racial issues in our country, because there are, but then there are people that want to use it for some kind of either political gain or political retribution. And now it's becoming something that can be such a political thing. Not that the reason why you brought that up was for any statement you were trying to make or for any gain you were trying to get out of the band or anything like that. I think, I think we made that very clear. I'm curious as someone who has dealt with something that has gone viral, that now looks at the situation we have with that. Like, like if someone were to come to you and say, well, Don, you've dealt with this before, like, what would your expectations be? D do you think you have an answer to tell them, or, or, or where are you on that? Uh, well, short answer is no, I don't have an answer to tell them. Um, I have... I have an act that I felt like I needed to do for, at the very least for myself, to call this person, these people out. Um, I don't, I don't know, it's, it's so weird, it's so weird, man, like people react differently to the situation, to these situations. And so I don't know, I, I have a hard time trying to I would have a hard time trying to advise anybody because I don't know, man. I just this happened to me. I felt like I needed to say something, and I did. And it was a community issue initially for me, not like a political, a larger political issue. You know, this is the the, the town I love. This is the, the people I love, and and if this is happening in my community, and I have an opportunity to say something, and maybe affect some change then I feel obligated to do that mostly because it's my community and because I can't I don't want to live with the fact that that happened to me and I didn't say anything about it like it's like a it's, it's also a little bit selfish huh. in a weird way you know yeah if that had happened to you you'd never said anything yeah. you live with yourself yeah exactly so I don't know what I would tell anybody but I do know that I think if that happens, that you should say something and then let the chips fall where they may. Like, let everybody know what's going on. And if everybody wants to ignore it, then I guess they're going to ignore it. But if they're going to deal with it, which it's arguable that people actually dealt with this, then they got rid of him, but he also got paid. And I don't know that they actually did anything other than that. They never really talked about it since. So I don't know. I, don't, I really even know. Some good, I guess, came out of it, where the guy got um, dismissed, or not even dismissed, got paid, got bought out. But I still don't really feel like, I'm not sure any real progress was made, other than that guy left. They didn't really seem to own it, I guess. Hmm. Well, I think, obviously, something was done because it gained some traction somewhere. And people talked yeah. about it, and it was at least a, a yeah. voice or something. So. Sure. And maybe, and maybe the next person will do it because that happened. Maybe the next person will say something when some of that happens. And so that, that's always—it's always a good thing, even if it doesn't. Even if the change you want doesn't happen immediately, maybe the next person will say something, and then the change will happen then. Or maybe the next person will say something and it's happened then. It's—it's a—it's a little bit of a domino effect. But someone, you know, you just have to sometimes be part of the dominoes. You don't have to be the the final domino. But you have to be part of it maybe you're part of the thing that moves things along until something finally happens and that's you know and that's all you can do well to make sure that we're being um that we're being concise with how 
consistent we want to be on this. This is normally when I would ask you, hey, do you have anything that you want to promote? Well, why don't we not do that? Because the, the whole thing about this whole conversation was yeah, that yeah. was not something that was going to be. Plus, the next couple of things you got going on, your keyboardist isn't playing with you. And we all know that the band's just not really that good if, if he's not playing. So we, we all should be fine well, with that. I mean, that's, that's certainly arguable. Um, Mm-hmm. But I agree with you on the, no, the bigger picture. It's not. That's, I got. I have nothing to promote. That's not argue at all. I have ne- in, in the. I, I remember you wrote me a text. I was at my parents' house in Merle's Inlet. You wrote me a text and you said, "Hey, I listen to the podcast. I think I'm going to write something about that. I just want to give you a heads up." And I remember telling you, "It's like I'm fine with that. Like, just go ahead. We're on the right side of things." And then you sent that tweet. And then you sent the face the Facebook post. You and I have never talked about that in, until tonight, and I, I have always wanted to ask you a couple of questions about it, hmm. but I also didn't want to dignify anything that I thought was undignified with it. I thought you did it for the right reasons. So it's kind of nice that it's now been, what, over a year? I, I guess that's Statue of Limitations is out. I can actually yes, record this, because I've already <laughs> recorded it. And that's the way that it is. Well, you brought this recording device out. I just... <laughs> At the tail end of a yeah, night of drinking. So, yeah, let's do this. So sure. Let's, let's do this. The only way we <laughs> sure. Let's talk it. about this. <laughs> well, if anything, I'm glad you did it because it was the right thing to do. We are not uh, rich and famous. People aren't doing documentaries on us, and that's never the reason why. So, nope. you know what I love about this is that you did it for the right reasons, and we can at least look back more than a year and say, yeah, nobody tried to get famous on this crap. And that's one Absolutely of the reasons not. I'm really proud of what you did with it. Absolutely that. not. Well, thank you. Thank you. Don't, don't get... Too comfortable with that. I've like literally, I've literally, I said thank you, and that's it. I don't expect any sort of gratitude yeah. or any sort of uh, good feeling from you from this point on. Keep in mind, I'm going to be talking about this interview before and after. Sure. If you've ever listened to my podcast, that's how I do it. So I listened to it one I time. Swear. It was okay. The, the one you were on. <laughs> the one I was on. Even that, it was an old thing. Thanks for being on, you <laughs> jerk. <laughs> top i want to thank don for for doing that um i really did spring it on him i honestly god did uh it wasn't something we had planned on doing we were planning on meeting at our um at our friend's place and um just talking about some stuff for a little bit just you know kind of hanging out we both had been doing some work and uh (laughs) it's like i don't know lightning bolt hit me i'm like i'm gonna do this and um i appreciate him sitting down and being being yeah, pretty open about that stuff. The um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Okay, let me tell you what's going to happen after this, just so you get an idea of how we are as people. You know, not just Don, but the rest of the guys are in the band. Um, we will not talk about this after this show. Like, it's not something we're going to talk about. It's again not something that we want to to build on. It wasn't anything. I think during that interview we mentioned the name of the restaurant once. I don't think we ever mentioned the guy's name. We we we're, there's nothing we want to carry on. There's nothing more anybody wants out of this, whether it's notoriety or retribution. It's it's not. The reason I wanted to revisit it is I just wanted to go back to something that I thought um, was a very stand up thing to do, and see how Don's feelings were about it. A year later. Now, I, I, want to, I want to tell you what I took away from it the most. I don't know if it came across in, in the way that he was talking or if it um, was just I could see the look in his face or just, just knowing Don the way that I do. I was surprised at the sense of peace that he had with it. And the reason it surprised me was 
I mean, I know, I know Don addressed this, but nothing's been done. I mean, they got to let you know what happened. They they closed the restaurant for a couple of days. I think they said they were doing some. I don't know if they said they're doing sensitivity training with the staff. I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. And then they let him go, quote unquote. But I, you know, my guess he's just not. He's more of a silent partner now, and he's still getting money from the place. All the the other um, folks we talked with on the side, the the folks that that talked with us, the other artists that said they weren't going to play there anymore, play there. They're they're as far as I know, they're they're all back playing there. Um, we have not been asked to play there. <laughs> we have not asked to play there. It is it is no one's picking any fights. No one even says anything about it. No one's even asked us like, have, have you guys played there? Like, no, no, no. That that conversation doesn't even come up. And it's not that it wasn't a big deal, but the one thing that I do know is that it's it's not the deal of the people that are the everyday folks that work there. I mean, it wasn't like that they were doing anything. That uh, that incident didn't happen between us and any of them. At the same time, when people have asked us before, well, why don't you go back or why don't you reach out the Olive Branch? Because number one, it, it's not our place to really do that. And number two, I don't really know what you changed. I get what Don was saying about, you know, when you say something like that or do something like that, you can't just say, okay, time will heal it. You, you want to see somebody at least say they were sorry. I don't know really what Don is asking for. and uh, I, I don't think he even really knows. I think he wants to see some action, and I don't know how he'll justify it. Me... I wouldn't mind starting with an apology. You know, people make mistakes. God, you you want to you want to know how many I've made? I don't think this was a mistake. I think it was a mistake that he said it to the wrong people. But then again, I don't know. Am I going to hold it against him? Yeah, because I haven't heard an apology. I haven't heard anything that goes to show that it's any different than what we what we knew, but. I will say it's not like it's something that eats away at me. I loved what Don said about how it was just a moment and he acted in that moment. I'm going to tell you something that I haven't sat down and talked with Don with on this and I'm and I'm not going to. But off the air and off of Facebook I had conversations with some folks about that incident. One-on-one, other musicians. People that were offended by the statement that was made. But I was disappointed in our conversation because they said, yeah, but it just happens everywhere and they pay really good there, so why would I stop? I think I've mentioned this on the show before. We didn't get into a debate about it. I told them I disagreed with them, and they said that you know they they were they weren't saying and they weren't taking up for him, obviously, but they just felt like it happens everywhere. Why bother fighting him? I think, and, and and quite frankly, to let you know, I have a day job. These these folks are also people that are professional musicians in our area. They, they don't really want to cut out any gigs that they've got. All right, that's fine. I'm disappointed in that because I think I'm disappointed in that for the very reason that I'm so proud to be Don Markle's friend for what he did. Because you don't get a lot of those moments. We may have, we, we have strong emotional feelings about things. We have very strong political feelings about things. We live in a world where people even basically manufacture outrage as an outlet because they want to be heard. But one of the things that I'm finding more and more as I get older, when real organic problems present themselves, not very many of those people actually stand up. Again, for any of my friends that I had those debates with that may be listening, I'm not, I'm not chastising you for it. But when you say you want 
this kind of behavior to stop. When you see it, it's people like Don that are running towards it and fixing it, not for any notoriety, not to build his brand off of it, not to make a statement and then turn around and make a whole album about it. I actually was joking. I, I had no idea he'd even written a song about it. I, I, I don't know. I kind of figured maybe there was some outlet that he had to, he had to let it out because, again, none of us were talking about it. And he was, he was, you know, I want you to understand, I do know this. I know it infuriated Don. I know he was very frustrated. I think he was very angry about it. But at the same time, just like what he said, he, he wasn't going to make this a branding moment for him or the band or anything else. But I do think that we, we, for, we forget the, the opportunities we have when faced with incredible atrocities like that. Those are only a very few moments that each of us may possibly get a chance to be a part of, whether it's to stop it or whether it's really to um, prove something to ourselves. I think one of the reasons why Don has peace with it is because the opportunity presented itself and he did the right thing. And it didn't change the world and it didn't bring everybody together. As a matter of fact, I have heard from some people that they it really changed their perspective on some things. Um, they appreciated watching him stand up. But Don doesn't get to hear all those stories. It wasn't anything that he can sit back and say, man, I finally made a socially relevant statement. No, it was just a guy that was in a moment that stood up for it. And I can prove to you that that's what it was because it's been over a year and, and neither one of us have gone about preaching about it in either of the forums we have. Don with his music and the interviews and all the different things that he does and me with, with, this, with this podcast. It wasn't going to be anything that we used as a huge promotion. I guess that's the message that I really took away from this whole thing. And in kind of reflecting back on the, on the incident over the past year. We were all angry about it. Hell, there are parts of us that were ashamed that we're in an area that somebody would think that would be okay to say to us. But the opportunity arose and Don stood up and said something about it. And then he went about his way being a good guy. And let the ramifications be what they are. Oh, I, I'm going to tell you. I know I surprised Don with that question. I helped Don find gigs for the band. I'm pretty certain we we are not asked to play in certain places because there was a stink about it. I, I can't prove that. It's just a gut feeling. But that doesn't deter me from wanting to do the right thing. I was proud to be Don Merkel's friend when he sat and did that that day. And I'm proud to be Don Merkel's friend as he walks and continues to do what he does without wearing that like it's some badge. And it's nice to be able to look back a year and say, here you go, guys. There's a year that we haven't tried to use this as any kind of promotion. And even now, this will be the last you hear of it, probably at any time on this show. What bothers me the most is I can think of times in my life that I haven't done that. Not, not anything that big. Maybe just moments at work where I saw someone who wasn't being treated right and I should have stepped in. Maybe when I was in school and I saw some things going on and I always tried to get involved and do the right things. But I know of a couple of times that I probably could have said a little, a little bit more. Not to call attention to myself, even... Even anonymously, I could have done something. Some moments as an adult, I've known about things and, and I really haven't stepped forward and, and said what I should have. And so I'm not preaching to you. I'm just telling you, I think we all do that. But how much better would the world be if we just took a moment every now and then? I'm, I'm reminded of a story I've told before. When Bryn was really little, she was at a four, maybe five. And she was playing soccer, and she, she was really good on her soccer team. I brag about that all the time. She was really good. And you know how kids at the end, they all line up and they clap hands. 
I said, good game, good game, good game. And Brent's team just steamrolled over everybody that year. And there's this one kid who's a big kid. He was pushing people over during the game. And he was going down the line, and he kept saying, um, bad game, bad game, bad game. You know, just being a little punk kid. Well, Brent, Brent stopped, pointed at him, and said, hey, don't be a jerk. This scowl on her face. And then she turned around and kept clapping people's hands. And that kid stopped and froze, and his parents were looking, and they looked right at me. And I was like, take kid not to be a jerk. I mean, it was, it was no reason to publicly shame them. There was no reason to get more into it. I don't know who those people were. I don't know what that kid's name was. But it was just a quick reminder of, don't be a jerk. Someone's going to call you out, even if it is a four-year-old girl. I was proud of my daughter. I didn't get on to her for that. She didn't make a bigger deal about that. She never said anything about it again. She just kept going down the line, telling everybody else, good game. You don't have to change your life. You don't have to do it for notoriety. If you are getting something, you can back away from it. I'll tell you, that's exactly what Don did. There were people that wanted to make it bigger. There were people that wanted to make this a bigger deal. There were people that wanted Don to use his, his the notoriety he was getting and build off of it and do something more with it. That wasn't his thing. And I actually commend him for that. See, Don's thing is about writing good music, people having a good time, connecting with people, making friends. Even though <laughs> we have the inside joke about how it's hard to do that with him sometimes. But we, we, we you know... That's what Don's about. Writing good music, people having a good time. It's it's not that. He didn't set off to become some new warrior for 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 human rights. He was just a guy that was put in a moment that said, no, that's not okay. Made sure that people knew this is not okay. And then kept walking down the street, strumming his guitar, writing some songs. It's nice to have some peace with that situation, even though really nothing's changed. Well, nothing's changed at the restaurant. But I believe some things changed that day when Don wrote that post. Sure, I think some people learned to watch their mouth a little bit more. Hopefully, they, they more importantly, they, they, they turned their heart a little bit different. They thought about the way they think about things. Maybe they did a little bit of uh, introspective uh, meditation and kind of thought about what their philosophy is on racial relations, if you will. But the good thing about it is that there is peace to be had when you when you make a stand like that. You don't have to be afraid of what it could do to you. You should be afraid of how you feel if you don't do anything. I, I, I wonder, there's, there's one person that I, I had a, a pretty good, healthy debate about this with. He's an African-American guy, grew up the same place I did. Brilliant musician around town. And he, he chose not to make a stand. He chose to not even say something to the place about it. If you're listening, I'm curious if you have the same regret that I have about issues that when I look back on. I wonder if you could change your stance now if you would have. Not to call you out on it, buddy. I'm, I'm not saying that. And really, I don't want to bring you on the show to talk about it because there's no reason to do that. But if you're like me, that sting hurts more than people realize. Maybe maybe next time you're placed in a position. Maybe next time you, you'll just at least say a little something. Even if, even, even if it's just to say, hey, don't be a jerk and you move along your way. If that stings there, I promise you, just making a statement like that or taking a moment like that will take a lot of it away. I'm proud to be in Don's band. I'm proud to be... Uh, Don Merkel's friend, but I'm proud to be both of those for two separate reasons. I'm proud to be in his band for the music we write. I'm proud to be in his friend for the stand-up guy that he is. 
And then we keep on going down the road playing good music. I'd like to tell you where we're playing next. But again, I don't want to use any of this for any kind of promotion. The only thing I want to promote is doing the right thing. When you have the opportunity, take it. Because as much as we want to change the world, we get very few opportunities to do it. Here's to those of you who are not afraid to stand up and say something. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com.